0: Welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher, and with me is Morgana. She's back. It's very exciting. And tonight we're talking with Haley and she contacted me a couple weeks ago. She's a fan. She's been listening for a long time and she has stories for us. Welcome Haley.
1: Hi, thank you, Barbara and Morgana. So nice to see see you guys and meet with you guys finally.
0: I know it's great to see people's faces. It yeah, really I say is. finally,
1: as if we've been like longtime friends for a while, but it just feels that way from that, listening to you guys so often. Oh, uh. thank, thank
0: you. We ate- we do try to just sound like we're in our living room. Yeah,
1: I
2: was gonna say so. we we essentially are trying to have like kitchen table coffee with everybody, like who listens to us. So thank you i'm glad it's helping and like working and functioning as intended and that you like us enough to come on the podcast like that's super cool
1: oh totally i'm always telling so many people about you guys i mean it's it's kind of ridiculous how i start with my conversations so today on (laughs) 60 degrees john (laughs) keel or today on a podcast it's just it's always podcast podcast yeah i love everything great
0: thank you thank you because we're crappy at, 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 you know, promoting ourselves. We're really bad at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like, I was, I joined a group for experiencers and contactees, and they said, hey, you know, do an introduction of yourself and, you know, post a picture. So I posted a picture, and I said, oh, I'm a lifelong experiencer of something, but I don't know what it is, and blah, 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 and, and, you know, and I went off, you know. Mm-hmm. And then about three comments down one of my guests just jumped on and said and she's the excellent host of a really excellent podcast <laughs> <laughs> called six degrees of john keel and i was like oh yeah i, I honestly forgot that. <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> so yeah yeah i should just pay my fans and just be, go go be my marketing because i suck <laughs> but enough about our podcast <laughs> What about you? We want to hear about you.
1: Okay, so about me. Where should I start? Um, I guess chronological order makes sense. Um, so Southampton, New Hampshire. It's literally a tiny, tiny town, probably a thousand people in the town tops today. And to kinda short story long, um, the school I went to growing up, it's grades K through eight, and that's 90 kids. And we don't have a high school. Oh, wow. They send our town taxes, pay for us across the border in mass and go to high school there. It's pretty bizarre.
2: Okay. Wow. But either
1: way, uh, small town, grew up in a old colonial house built in the 1700s. Mm. And... I mean, it was awesome. Like no doorknobs, just door latches and Indian shutters in the windows. I mean, you name it, and a huge property too. Um, we technically rented it. My dad rented it for maybe forty years or so. But the land, uh, the landlord still like lived there. Sometimes they ended up building a, a house back on the property. Some, I don't know, some years into us living there. But either way. There's just so much history in itself there. And I would say that when I was about, I don't know, four or five, I started seeing this apparition outside and I would call her what I thought was the lady in white. Um, okay. She was always kind of like mm-hmm. standing by the edge of the woods at the bottom of a hill and we had a barn and that was in front of the edge of the woods, but there's this like little pathway in between the barn and from the hillside to the side where my swing set and everything was, and just anytime it's like a ball would like land in that pathway behind the barn, she it would always be right there that apparition. And um, it was a woman, a female. And my first initial reaction wasn't being scared necessarily, um, but it wasn't like a happy feeling either. It, it, she yeah. just seemed distressed of some sort. <clears throat> so. I approached my mom about it, and I remember her telling me about a legend with the woman Ruth Blay, with her name, and something about um, a baby being involved that like was dead, and her burying it and putting it in some sort of blue blanket and hiding it underneath the floorboards of the barn. And that was, you know, the memories that I held on to as a kid, and in grade school, in about fourth grade just to fast forward a little, our school custodian, he has lived in the town forever and he came into my class and he's like, who's the one that lives at, you know, so-and-so Main Ave in Southampton. And I'm like, "Uh, me. And he's like, okay, well, do you know about a woman, Ruth Blay? She's really big in New Hampshire history. Um, She was the last female in New Hampshire to be hung. And so goes the story of the legend of what I remember my mom telling me. And it was that, She, um, she was from the area and she didn't have a husband and didn't have education, but she worked as a teacher, um, on this property and stayed in my house. And I think it was, yeah, 17, like 40 something where she resided at my house and she was pregnant and nobody knew who the father was. She had had a couple falls and ended up delivering a stillborn alone on the property. And she did wrap up the dead infant in a blue blanket and hid it under the floorboards of the barn. It was like a couple days after that where another, um, because the classroom area was kind of like within the barn itself. And one of the students ended up finding the baby somehow. I don't exactly know how that came about, but. So this book um, that I have right here, it it has like really awesome timeline history and it, it it's crazy. Like when I got this book, I could only preview the chapters of it. And I didn't know that there was like a picture of my house in this book, which is pretty crazy. Um,
0: yeah, but it has
1: all the original, you know, documents of all the people in town that basically, um, you know, she was held being held prisoner. Uh, they they wanted to know her story and why, et cetera. So she ended up being a prisoner there for some months. And it took, like, three different times to actually get the, like, prosecution thing started in Portsmouth. And that's where she ended up being hung in Portsmouth. But now that I look back on it, it kind of makes a lot of sense about seeing this woman in white. And she'd be really distressed whenever I would see her. Um, yeah. And I just... yeah. My head just makes me feel like it's it's her. I mean, it could yeah. be just a random mm-hmm. lady
2: in white, that. but yeah. Well, so. and I I believe ladies in white are frequently tied to the motif of dead infants. Um, oh wow! Like in mythology, I, I don't know if I'm remembering that right. Ma, mm-hmm. you want to chime in? Um, it, it's always a tragedy. Um,
0: sometimes it's a lost or like it's a child. lost
2: husband or a or a lost kid, husband usually or Pardon, that sounded very callous i'm sorry <laughs> ladies in white
0: <laughs> but yeah usually it's a it's a it's a, a tragedy uh husband lost in a war or it's seen because uh, there's children the, there's lost the balcony in sickness. walking yeah ladies you're in thinking white. of the the widow's walk yeah phantoms yeah um it's always someone in her family that's lost, and sometimes they are wrongfully accused. It turns out of having killed their husband or killed their child, and so they keep showing up. That's the legend to try and tell people that it wasn't their fault. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So what did they? What did they hang her for? What-
1: Let's see. I believe it was. Um, bear with me one moment yeah
2: you're good far be it from a book nerd and a budding librarian to be like oh no you can't take a moment to look up your source and find it also if you could tell us the title of this book at some point because I want to read it now
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: we're both going to read it
1: okay so well at least the title is hanging Ruth Blay and an 18th century new hampshire tragedy and that is by carolyn marvin
2: awesome thank you so
1: much yeah it's just a nice short little read and it's it's awesome like it has like the real documents physical documents of you know the people's signatures in town and that's um, awesome like i said the picture of my house is like i was like what Right there. Oh, Oh, that's a really
2: pretty house. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it was. It was like a dream growing up there. Um, so yeah, basically, I don't know the exact terminology, right? But it was they were saying that she like had killed her baby, and that she would be. It was like called infant infant infantile or infanticide. Thank you. Infanticide. Thank you. (laughs) That's it.
0: so it wasn't born stillborn to their mind but she had killed it on
1: purpose <clears throat> right
2: okay okay
1: right. and um she does there is like a after like a note that is in here documented uh where she has something to say before she's hung and it's it's pretty it's pretty wild i don't want to ruin it for you guys so you'll have to <laughs> okay. read it for yourselves. all right <laughs> okay
2: okay <laughs> Thank we you. will do that. <clears throat> Thank you for the no spoilers in history tag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah,
1: Of course. So yeah, that house was, um, like I said, it was built in the 1700s and um, just, I always remember because there's like an abundance of doors in that house, like even doors that wouldn't open. They didn't lead to anything, um, a fireplace and like a nice mantle in every room. It was just beautiful. And the basement, if you were to open up the door, there's a set of stairs, and then it's just dirt. Like, there's no concrete Mm -hmm. floor or anything. And when I was a kid, you know, screwing around, opening things I shouldn't, and snooping around, every time I would open that basement door, I used to see an apparition of a man in what I would say, like, a soldier's uniform. He had badges and everything, and he just had a really stern face and would just stare straight at me and be pointing like down to the right to the floor or not to the floor but to the dirt you know to the dirt floor yeah ground. right and you know every every single time you know i shut the door wait a few seconds open it back up peek and there he was and eventually i ended up telling my mom this was probably when i was close to that age when i was seeing uh ruth ruth's apparition but She believed me because my mom's awesome. She totally was cool with that stuff. Uh, Super spiritual lady. And she's like, you know what? Okay. Well, like, if you say he's going to still be there, then I'm going to have the landlord, Herb, who would always come and metal detect on the property. He was really into that stuff. So she was like, I have a feeling he should come in and do that. So I remember them doing it because it was a big deal. And they ended up digging out this this old like wooden chest that was filled with all old weapons and like you name oh, it like wow. it looked it was like ancient right and um as soon as That's they so removed cool. that chest out of the ground and out of the house i never saw that ghost that apparition again but you know he just amazing. have a straight face at me and just be pointing at the ground i'm like yeah he's still there he's still there and then you know we got the landlords to do that for us and that was pretty wild. <laughs>
2: That's really cool. I I love when apparitions or ghosts lead to buried treasure. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's was, so cool yeah. and, like, such a classic, like, thing that ghosts are supposed to do or apparitions are supposed to do. <laughs> yes. And, like, right. I feel like either modern apparitions don't do it as much or people... Just don't talk about it as much these days, but I, oh, that's so cool that they found something and yeah, that your landlord like ran around with a metal detector on the property because (laughs) I would do that exact same thing. Like, I, when you first told me how old the house was and like how extensive the property was, I was like, okay, how much digging have you done? Because there's gotta be (laughs) stuff somewhere in there. Oh, totally.
1: I mean, (laughs) even you know, haphazardly just walking and stumble across something um of course to to this day you know I only lived I lived at that house for 17 years and I'm 31 now and I do own a metal detector now because (laughs) I'm a dork I love finding things and you know whatever so now it's just I'm pretty sure it's somebody in that family line of the landlord that still resides there but I've been wanting to go back so badly just for like nostalgia reasons and
2: yeah, you know, yeah. I
1: didn't have a metal detector yeah. and didn't take things as seriously as I would now. And now that I have such right. like a love for, you know, old things and old homes, yeah. So,
2: oh, you should. I wonder if it was the that... letter. You should write them yeah. a letter and be like, "Hey, I used to live here as a kid. Yeah, could I just come back and like walk the property? Like they Definitely. probably would let you. Yeah, yeah.
1: I totally yeah. have thought about it. It's just a matter of like." Doing that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'll, I'll yeah, totally be that a talker, you know, we <laughs> will have all these yeah. ideas, yeah, and follow through with them.
0: Oh, so, God, but, yeah, I, do the I, I like thing. the idea of, of metal detecting because it's kind of like dowsing, but with electricity, but with science, <laughs> yeah, with science, it's scientific dowsing. <laughs> Let's get the tricorder, um, captain. Yes, yes. Oh, I can't wait for those.
1: And to be honest, I I haven't even pulled out my metal detector as much as I'd like to. Um, I honestly, if something is like away and put away in a home, like nicely organized, I'll forget what I own, you know? Um, Yeah. Right. And I got it as a gift and so thankful for it. And I can't wait to like get into it more. But just without a metal detector, I always joke about like a inner magnet within myself, um, Mm -hmm. intuitively speaking. And I'm a photographer. Mm -hmm. I go off trails and whatnot, get myself lost. And it's just, there's always some kind of like pull. I always like, my feet lead the way, basically.
2: Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have
1: a knack for finding things without a metal detector, like really bizarre things that are just too weird and random and specific. Um, So I was like, I need a metal detector because
2: it's obvious at this point. What's some of the stuff you found?
1: um so one of the times i was at the beach and it was low tide i was specifically there for sea glass but i knew mm-hmm. that whenever i got there like right when i was approaching these rocks there's all these seals out and i was getting my camera out to take a picture and i'm like you know I, I feel like i'm here for something other than like sea glass you know and then i'm my mind is you know geared towards those seals me taking a picture and i'm like in this direct walking path over the rocks, and then for whatever reason, like, completely 180 to the right of me, like, something just made me look over there and just, like, beeline it over there, and it was this half-covered-up, like, two-heart diamond ring, and on the inside, it said, like, Sarah and Jessica. It was, like, a mother's diamond ring. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just, it was so weird. I'm, like, what made me just look, you know, like, I was really set on going to take a picture of those, you know, silly seals, and it was just... yeah. It was bizarre. And just like random stuff like that. It could be something like in the woods that others would consider trash. But I'm like, no, that's treasure. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'm taking it home.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I I do something not. I've never found a diamond ring, but I will do a similar thing in like natural settings. Like I'll get a something's over here yeah like, totally and i've found like every time i've gone like to follow it i've found like owl pellets or like hawk feathers or a salamander or something right. or bones i'm really good at finding bones that way <sighs> oh my gosh
1: i am obsessed with bones I just like, and
2: then I'll come home with a bunch of bones, and it's yes. like, okay, my <laughs> boyfriend's like our house looks like goblins live in it, and I'm like, goblins do live in That's it because
1: they do <laughs> <laughs> ultimate goals, though honestly, yeah i I'm just like moving in, I'm in the process of moving into my boyfriend's house, and you know he's got a small area and trying to figure out what I should bring and like. Just my Halloween bins alone. I got like six yeah. rubber made bins and so I'm just like, wait, what about all <laughs> what about all my dead shit? I got dead insects and in jars and bones and a skull like uh, yeah just do what my best <laughs> friend
2: and her uh, partner do and leave the Halloween decorations up all over the house all year and like right just roll with skeletal decor. <laughs>
1: solid idea to (laughs) me yeah yeah it's
0: that's kind of what we do too so yeah yeah that's
2: amazing
1: yeah so um so i'll I'll get so sidetracked if i go on tangents all the time i have some notes here of things that i of course yeah talk about whatever you want to talk about
2: we're we're terrible about tangenting (laughs) as you know Mm -hmm.
1: but i love yep. your tangents always go you have a way of still looping it and connecting it right <laughs> and it's just i feel like sometimes the best conversations aren't planned you know yeah
0: yeah um that's that's usually what happens
1: yeah so uh to continue further with you know weird happenings high strangeness in my life um i mentioned my mom and how cool she was right about approaching yeah. mm-hmm. her and <clears throat> She had grown up a really strong Catholic, and it was always something where when I was seeing things or experiencing things, I'm like, you know, mom, like, this is going on. She was always, and my dad were awesome about, like, whatever you want to practice, whatever you want to be involved in or not involved in, like, we are down for that. We support you 100%. But once, like, me and my mom kind of linked up together on that, like, spirituality thing, because we kind of are both connected, uh, we always had that bond. And yeah, my mom is no longer with us anymore, but she passed away in 2008. And one of the weird things that has happened, um, and I don't know if anything to this degree has happened since, but prior to her death, I definitely had a way of knowing. And it was, I'll just start with that day. So it was, I was in school, it was a Wednesday, and I had 10 minutes left of class and the whole classroom i probably had 20 kids in there and we were just supposed to silently be working on homework or something until the class ended and that was the last period of the day uh, just thinking about like what am i going to do after school today blah 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 mm. and then all of a sudden the best way i could describe it is like an infused knowledge like really instant in my head and it was kind of like dual thinking where i was having these two pathways of thoughts and one of them was like mom's dying mom's dying and that was just it was like blunt loud as ever um down to like i started like daydreaming this scenario of my mom dying and how i would react and what mm-hmm. i would tell people and just like weird stuff like would should be cremated buried like all these weird details and it was just really piling up and within seconds you know i was started shaking and sweating not being able to breathe. Um, my buddy next to me is like, yo, Haley, like, are you okay? Because I was just like, not okay. And I was... Yeah, you were not okay. <laughs> like, you know. Definitely not. Um, and it was just bizarre. And like the the dual uh, pathways of, of thoughts that I was having was, you know, the uncontrollable mom's dying thoughts. And then like, why the hell are you thinking about your mom dying? Like, I couldn't wrap yeah. my head around why the hell my brain was daydreaming of some sort of scenario like that and it was really confusing but um you know those sensations just progressively got worse and I can't exactly Mm -hmm. tell you how long I sat there for with those thoughts but the classroom phone rang and I just I remember just I was like that's it like I I started grabbing my stuff and everyone's like what are you doing like where are you going like calm down sit down like talk to us and I was just like no no I gotta go my mom like it was more like, I gotta go, my mom's side, I was freaking out. And then the teacher's eyes kind of darted over at me and she didn't really need to tell me, but she told me that in the guidance office there was another phone call waiting for me there and to go down there. Right. And then when I went into the office, sure as shit, you know, it was my sister on the phone saying, Mom just had a massive heart attack and she's being med flighted. And it was oh just my like gosh you know, I knew I even ran into a couple of friends of close friends in the hallway from leaving that classroom to the office. And, you know, I remember telling them before I even knew and they were just like, wait, what? Like, I'm so confused. Like, and I just was like, you know, one track minded. And um, yeah, we ended up going, you know, to the hospital some hours later in that day. And, you know, she didn't, she didn't make it, but it was totally her way of letting me know. Uh, yeah. for sure yeah. and ever since then I mean she's like epically around whether it's her like death anniversary her birthdays my birthdays something that's like really intense going on in my life Like she's it, it's it's pretty wild um there's this place called Block Island off of Rhode Island that we used to go to as a family when I was growing up and after she first passed away, I used to have these dreams where um, the hotel, the surf hotel where we stayed at, there was this wraparound farmer's porch with these green rocking chairs overlooking the ocean and the jetties. And that was her, like, you could always find her right there reading her books. So I had these dreams where I can, like, at first I would just be sitting next to her and kind of, like, sleep paralysis. Every time I'd go to talk, like, I was just mute. Like, I I could just, like, look right. at her, but I could smell her and I remember like I could feel the wind and all that stuff um you know and just like what this the way it connects with synchronicities too like just for a couple examples um it was two years ago on her anniversary which was in the middle of October mind you her favorite time of the year was October like myself like she couldn't (laughs) have asked for a quote unquote better time to pass than that. And it's just, um, all right, where am I going? Focus. This is my ADD. It's so bad. Um, No, you're good. (laughs) And so, yeah, it was an anniversary two years ago. And I had this wild dream. And I remember waking up at 4.30 and, you know, quickly writing it down somewhere. And that happened to be Facebook when I posted about it. And then I went to work and I told my my coworkers about my dream and how real it was and how in the dream she I think I said I'm so glad that this isn't this isn't a dream um and that was very specific and you know telling people about it during my day and when I left work um in my car I always listen to my iPod because I'm old school and I don't listen to the radio I, I hate the radio um and I always put my iPod on shuffle And side tangent, I have this weird ass thing when it comes to iPod Shuffle. Like, I swear, some sort of like divination thing happens where I channel (laughs) things, and through Shuffle, it's like I have five thousand something songs on my iPod. So for the odds, Mm -hmm. for the first song to be Harvest Moon by Neil Young, that was played at my mom's funeral. Like, that that was the first song that showed up that day after I had that dream, right? And I'm like oh my gosh, like, freaking out about it. And I'm because I always have to document everything. uh, I I go to grab my phone, like, take a video or a picture of the song coming on in my car, because I just posted about it that that morning about her. And then as I'm taking a video, some, because I was driving, not cool. I know. But (laughs) some some card like cuts me off. And then they have this big sticker that says bi with the The outline of block island i don't ever see those stickers and it was just like right there this car cut me off and i'm like block island like what i just had the dream at block island like it was just the song while the song was playing and it was just like you know those type of like inclination of synchronicities it's always and then this past year this it was early in the morning And I was in my room doing something and I went to go leave, but for whatever reason, you know, the weird knowledge infused knowledge thing, it's like, turn on the TV. So I did. And it was family guy. I've seen almost every episode of family guy, but uh, it caught my attention when Peter Griffin is talking about block Island. And it's like (laughs) a a whole episode on block Island. And it, it was, you know, October 15th. And I'm just like, right when I wake up, I'm like, Hey mom, (laughs) like, like, it's just, it's wild.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That is really cool. That is an amazing string of synchronicities that ties together so well.
1: Right. Right. And that's just like a couple of like the significant ones. There's probably, there's definitely more. I mean, I was trying to like think and put everything to a timeline right before we, we talked. And I was just like, going through the recordings on my phone because i like if i'm in the middle of doing something i just i have to say it before i forget you know right Um, right and it's just and there's so many i haven't recorded right you know it's just yeah
0: yeah i and you forget about them and then they pop up into your mind at some (laughs) point
2: yeah i am
1: terrible you know the thing about your everything
2: down that i see it's weird like I yeah. get most of them in my notebook of weird things that happen to me. But some days sometimes. i just like, sometimes you're home alone and there's a UFO and you don't want to deal <laughs> with it. So you just go back inside and don't smoke cigarettes for like two more hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: yeah. I love it. Yeah. The, the iPod trick, I used to be able to do that and it it didn't work when I tried, but if I just kind of, Eased off and put it on shuffle. It would it would play stuff that I like. On and, and yeah, it was weird. But I burned out my iPod, so oh I can't no. play that game anymore.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. Like I, a lot of the pictures on my camera roll are all pictures of titles of songs on my iPod <laughs> because they're all like, <laughs> I'll be like, no, 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 wait, like look at this order, the string of craziness, right. uh, and it's it's not just with something with my mom it could be something about uh a topic that was that's you know synchronistically getting brought up day to day or right. several mm-hmm. times a day even um yeah and i mean that happens with uh, your podcasts like there'll be just you know something in a book that i read that then led me to this then you guys literally like a new episode will be dropped and it's like verbatim of something like it could be something random or like you know yeah it, no. that seems to happen a lot
2: honestly i think synchronicity is one of my favorite aspects of high strangeness because it in the in in the in the 3am hour where you can't sleep i get paranoid about synchronicity because mm-hmm. i get like okay if the universe is conscious enough to send us signals all the time that are somehow pertinent and it's doing this to all of us all at the same time, maybe we are in a simulation. <laughs> oh <my> gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the rest of the time, I just love how like quirky they are and yeah. how like, so much of the rest of like high strangeness can be scary or inconvenient Or just vaguely disturbing, but synchronicities are just like, oh, it's like a shiny pebble that catches your light, it catches your eye in a stream. Yeah. Like you just go, oh, shiny thing. Yeah. And then the (laughs) first one doesn't always register as super, super meaningful, or sometimes it does. Sometimes the first one smacks you in the face. Right. But sometimes it takes like two or three before you're like, okay.
0: All right. I got the message now. You
1: yeah. can stop. Sometimes, you know, I'll, you can chill out. I'll get too much in my head because it will be, it'll be so insane that it's like, it's not seeming even real to me at this point. And it's, ha- it's happening right. to me, but it's just, I'm like this, I mean, I'm usually not about proving anymore about to, to people, you know, when I share these yeah. things, um, actually a lot of my friends who aren't experienced or are, are, they're just like, so like, <laughs> tell me what else? What other weird things have happened? To you. Like, you know, they just—they live for my little updates. But um, <laughs> it's just you know, and me and my boyfriend too. Like, the amount of synchronicity is, is just—it's kind of—we just have to sit there and laugh because it's just like we're dumbfounded by by them, you know? Right?
2: Yeah. Which is why at three AM yeah. sometimes I'm like, maybe we are in a simulation, and this is just. <laughs> The, the, there's weird artifacts in the code of mm. the simulation or the universe really is trying to send everybody personal messages. I, I don't know why the universe would do it, but maybe right. it does it just for funsies. Right, for its own entertainment. <laughs> maybe <it's> the universe's <laughs> memes. Maybe synchronicities <laughs> with the universe sending us memes. I don't yeah. know. So- <laughs> that could be. You know, I mean, if
0: you think of it, about it as you know, we're in a simulation, then it's probably a computer program that someone or some many people wrote and, you know, coded. And then I think about how many people it would take to code something like that. And then I think, you know, how many grad students are sitting in a computer lab somewhere <laughs> coming up with this crap? Yeah you know and right. and like do they have section heads for like different places <laughs> i mean and because all of all of physics is dependent upon being observed oh my god yeah. if you sit and think about that too much yeah. then i'm like it makes I'm you like, weird
1: Yeah, this is why yeah,
0: i don't like, think
2: about it except at 3 a.m when i can't sleep
0: <laughs> yeah it's like when we were taking uh fox to connecticut to camp the first time. And, uh, you know, that was six, five, six years ago. And uh, there weren't enough cell towers in that section Mm -hmm. of Connecticut. So, like, we crossed into Connecticut from New York, and we're driving down this country lane. And then all of a sudden, you know, the the navigational map that we're looking at and you know we're the little arrow that's going down the twisty twiny roads yep. and it's it tells us a few things ahead as to you know okay in a mile you're going to turn right and all this stuff and we're sitting there we're watching it and the map disappears and it turns into a grid kind of like the holodeck in <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation and I'm like Zach we're not in Connecticut anymore we're we're in the holodeck. And he glanced down because he was he was driving and he was like, oh, shit. He's like, do you remember where we're supposed to go? I said, I remember the next two steps. So let's pray there's a cell tower after those two steps or we're just going to have to be like, well, we're going to either have to ask questions or We live here now. Because- that's, that's where or we're just going to
2: decide we live here now. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're just going to live in this part of Connecticut and that's it. That's it. That's the way it's going to be.
1: That but yeah, funny.
0: I I do understand, and and you know that moment I was like, we're in we're we're in the holodeck, we're in a simulation. Oh my god!
1: Speaking well, of simulations,
0: data fix it, please,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jordy, fix it. I, I want to segue here with the with the simulation. Um, so this like my most recent um, strangeness, I would say, was. I was coming here to my boyfriend's house and it was, uh, January 31st. I only know because I had just looked at, I just listened to the recording on my phone. But so, um, we were back at my house and it's probably an hour and 20 minute drive from my dad's house to here. And he's driving right in front of me and we knew that we had, I had to stop and get gas. So we're just driving through back roads, like in my small town and uh, we're approaching like a four-way, and then it's the gas station. But before that, like on a really windy turn, before like I could react, this huge, huge bobcat just like leaped out, and it was going so fast that it was like I didn't even come close to hitting it, but it was just strictly in between me and Joe's car. And I was like, "What?" So you know, <laughs> record. I'm like, I just saw bobcat. You know, mental note. And we stop at the gas station. Um, right at that gas station, I feel like this might be like noteworthy was that there's a railroad track and we were stopped because of the train was actually on it going by. So after that happens, we cross over the tracks, pump my gas and, you know, onward to the route to Joe's and I'm right behind him. There was maybe one other kind of a main street before we get on to an on-ramp to go on like a highway or whatever we had a red light and right after that red light you turn left onto the on-ramp and the route that we would take has two lanes i'm right behind joe in a subaru and i might sound repetitive during this story but i swear it's for a (laughs) reason it's okay it is for a reason um so i'm behind him you know and I remember I also, when I was at the gas station, I went to my map app and in the history was already like his address in case, for whatever reason, if I lose him in the cars or something, I have my map for a, back, right. for a backup. And, you know, he is probably like, I don't know, three or four car lengths in front of me. And like I said, two lanes. He's not really leaving my sight. I'm not going to lose him. But whenever I looked in my rearview mirrors, I noticed that like... The best way I can describe it is, like, when a reflection kind of, like, breaks or jumps when it's, like, hitting a certain surface or, like, water, you know? Yeah. It kind of, like,
0: yeah.
1: fractures off a little bit. Yeah. And so, when I was looking in the mirrors, I was seeing two lanes and, like, lights, headlights to my right. But there are no lanes to my right. I was in the right lane. So, I'm, like, you know, I'm, I wasn't too tired. I wasn't. No on anything. I'm just like you know, kind of shutting my eyes, opening them, and then looking again and checking. And I'm like, no, I'm still seeing two lanes to the right of me in the mirrors, but there are no lanes. Like this is this is really yeah. weird. This is like really screwing with my head. And um, to to keep the story going, um, another important note: there was this big truck that had passed me, and it was really lifted. It was like one of those. I have a Confederate flag lifted redneck truck, you know. Mm. And I saw it coming yeah. from like a mile away. And it had these um these lights in the wheel well, you know, like kind of like an underglow mm-hmm. that people get on their yeah. cars. But it was strictly in the wheel wells of the truck. And I just specific, abnormal, whatever. He passes me. And I'm following the map app and I'm looking still at Joe a little bit ahead of me in, in his Subaru. And you know, at some point I'm taking an exit that I don't recognize, but I noticed that I'm still behind Joe, and the map is telling me to to do that. So maybe it just rerouted because of traffic, and it and it didn't like notify me or something, you know? Yeah. And then I re- realize that I have no idea where I am, and when I'm getting closer to the car in front of me, which I thought was Joe's Subaru. I'm like, you know, that kind of looks like a Mitsubishi symbol, like emblem on the back of the car. And I get closer oh. and we get to a stop sign and it was a Mitsubishi. And I was like, oh, what? no. And then like I didn't recognize where I was. And I pull over and I, I checked my map app and it just said 17. I'm not going to say the street name, but it was like 17 blank street of 17 blank street. And there was no town, city or state. Or zip like for the destination like it just weirdly said 17 something street of 17 Uh-oh. something street and i'm like what? like that doesn't even make sense i looked at the steps and it was literally like these made up steps right and when i looked at the map of where i was i was about like a half hour northwest of Peterborough, which is where i was going um oh um, and right as I'm like trying to, I'm pulled over, I'm trying to figure this out, I get a phone call from Joe and I'm like, oh, hey, Joe. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> so I answer and he's like, where are you? And, you know, he was already at his house. And I kind of probably like made no sense trying to explain to him what was happening at that moment. But when I said, you know, I'm like, you know, we went on the on-ramp to 125 and I told him about the mirrors and I'm like, you know, did you, Like when did you not see me behind you anymore? And he's like, I never saw you. Like he said that when he went onto the on-ramp, when I was right behind Mm. him at the red light, he said that he never saw my white car in his rear view. Which I'm like, Oh, that's weird. What? Like I was but I was right behind you. I'm like, oh, okay. What about the truck with the lights? You had to have seen that lifted truck with those lights. Like that's you can't miss that. And he's like, No, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking like. Oh, oh So (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. So This is real messing with my head. I put, um, I even changed the map app I was using (laughs) and I plugged in, you know, the address again. And now I should be coming in a a particular direction. I should be coming from the the opposite, like north of his house and his house would be on a left instead of the right, you know, for for what I'm usually used to. But at some point in that rerouting, I am now seeing a familiar spot of the original route, but that would put me back in the opposite direction before Peterborough. And right when I started recognizing where I was, I was at this like dual, like this epic crossroads of railroad tracks. And I just kept thinking about the train tracks, right? That right after I saw the Bobcat and the Bobcat Mm -hmm. went right in between me and Joe's car. It was almost like, this trickery like symbolism of separation between us that I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, I've, I've, I've sat there and I thought thought with it for some time and I just can't seem to. (laughs) That is
0: the worst case of pixie lead while you're in a car I have (laughs) ever heard yeah and i don't know who you aggravated but you aggravated <laughs> someone at some
1: point yeah i mean <laughs> because that is
0: awful and it would scare the crap out of me yeah. that would that would suck
1: out of all the spooky things that happened to me um i've only had one other situation like that Keep in mind, both times that this has happened to me, the only two times, I happen to be listening to Where Did the Road Go? podcast. So I'm like, oh,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's all Soraya's fault. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just going to blame it on him.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so this the other time that that had happened to me was I was leaving Cape Cod and I was, you know, going over the Boston Bridge and I already knew the route ahead of me. I didn't need my maps. And it was probably like a half hour from Boston to the exit I would take. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, like I was in Boston. And then I just remember seeing the exit for this town called Londonderry, which is way past, like probably 40 minutes past my exit that I would have taken. And, you know, my boyfriend at the time, you know, he called me and he's like, you literally, literally said you'd be home in 25 minutes. Like where are you? It's been three hours, and I'm like, what? Like I just.
0: Oh my god. Um, now that's missing time sounding. That yeah. that that's. Yeah. That sounds oh.
1: Yeah, that was that was a little yeah. Better. That's, that's creepy. And it was right after a um. So, I was in Cape Cod for a bachelorette weekend getaway with my friends and. Prior, that was, you know, I was coming home on a Sunday that Friday or that Thursday, actually, before I had, it's a significant note in the mail, I had had to order one of those stupid, like, I'm a bridesmaid shirts, right? Like, right, right. Lame. So, and like everything, like I do, it was last minute. I think I had just ordered it and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it came. And I remember showing um, my boyfriend at the time. Cause I literally went from the mailbox to showing him cause he was outside by the shed. And then I told him and myself that, all right, I'm going to put this right on the center of the kitchen table so that I do not forget this in my bag to pack for the weekend. Cause right. it's so important whatever. Well, I had done some other stuff around the house and went to go start packing later that night, and sure can't find it anywhere. Like, I just I had ripped my house apart. I even was checking in areas that I knew that it wouldn't be. Even going outside to where I showed, you know, my ex boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like did
0: I drop it right after showing it? Right. Did,
1: I even I even did went a bush through the shed. Rabbit, I, I looked you know. under the shed. Like it didn't. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'll worry about it in the morning, but I had work. And then right after work, I was supposed to leave right from work to go to go to the Cape. And I just remember having to go back home and trying to like buy some time. And I spent an hour after work also looking, um, and to fast forward to now I am no longer living there. I have moved out and that shirt has never been found. Um,
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: And, you know, and then, like, at the end of the, the tail end of the weekend was the missing the missing time on my drive home. So, I was just, like, cool. That's,
0: <laughs> yeah. Missing See, at first, they way. were, like, well, you know, that's a lame shirt. So, we'll help you out. And we'll just get rid of it. You don't need to wear that. It's ugly. And, <laughs> but then, somebody decided they had to, I don't know, put you in an alternate universe for a little while.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Maybe you were in the universe with the shirt and then you came out. I don't know. That's, yeah. yeah. You are not the only person, though, who had a shirt go weird on the show. There was a woman who was with her parents, and they were coming back from Japan, and she had remembered buying this shirt that she really loved, and they all remembered what it looked like, but somehow, once it was <clears throat> packed into the, the luggage, to be shipped home and they get home and she's opening it up and she's you know getting it out and it's a shirt from the same company from the same store but it's not her shirt (laughs) like how it's it's different color it has a different design on it did it still have the sales tag yeah, it had the name tag on the inside okay. of the company that it was the right company. But I, it was, the I wrong was just shirt.
2: wondering because I could see a TSA employee who really liked that shirt and happened to be wearing oh, another yeah. shirt would just be like, <laughs> "I'll just switch through it and no one will notice."
0: I wondered about that too, but it also
2: was right in the middle.
0: Yeah, and it was just weird. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> See, that's those are those little weird things that that make you go, what? "Yeah, how did that happen?"
1: I'm hoping one you know, day, so, not hoping. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like, I'm just pissed because I spent money and then, you know, right. like <laughs> <laughs> that it's gone, <laughs> right,
2: right. Um, but and it's going to turn up somewhere very weird in like eight more years, right. Like, <laughs>
1: exactly you know that's that's where i was going was that you know it could turn up because i've had a similar situation you know a lot of missing things would actually happen at that house and um one of the times i so my rings i am always wearing rings and there's this one ring that i never take off it's like this like silver pentacle star with moons and like you know celtic knots but i always have this one on and i i alternate the other rings and at the time i was wearing four rings and you know i had taken them all off for whatever reason grouped them together on the table whatever next day comes go to grab my rings and they're all there but you know of course not my my silver one that i wear religiously and i'm like are you kidding me so i i just i ripped through everything uh like repetitively like um I'm I'm talking like backpack pockets, purse pockets, sweatshirt pockets, jean, po- like everything, everything, everything. And when I realized that like how much time I was spending trying to find this little dainty thing and like, I probably had like a chaotic mess everywhere. So um, I had temporarily given up, but each time that like it came to cleaning or deep cleaning, like I really like would take apart the couch, like really look into every crevice and uh after maybe two years, like I realized, you know, I probably realized prior to the two years, but it was finally like, okay, I just need to go get that same ring. I know where I got it, fine. So I go and get that same ring and I'm wearing it. And that that next week I'm in my shed and I had just placed something in my pocket and then went to go grab it out of my pocket. And when I did that, without seeing, I just felt with my hand a ring. And I was just like, you're, you're fucking kidding me. Like, this this is... <laughs> oh, like, man. you know, and sure as shit, I, I pull out the ring as I'm wearing my new ring. And at this point, it was like three years. And this was a sweatshirt pocket that had no zippers on the pocket. I had wear, worn it so many times. It's gotten... Washed it. Washed it, dried, yeah. put in the basket, but like... Every time I did these searches for this ring, like I was vigorously shaking my clothes, looking into the bin that the clothes were in. Like,
2: yeah, it operated back into your pocket. Like,
1: yeah, it was just like, I'm like, that, okay. So now I have both rings and they're two different sizes. So I keep like a spare backup in case, you know, (laughs) but that one made it this, it made it back to me somehow. And it was just, yeah, it was wild.
0: Yeah. I, I've had jewelry disappear. Some of it disappears forever. Mm. Like, you know, somebody liked it and decided they were just going to keep it. So, you know, it apparates away or, um, I, I lose it and then find it, you know, five years later. Yeah. But yeah, I've lost so many rings that way. Some of them will just pop off of my hands, and they're heavy enough rings that I would notice right. that coming off. But nope. So yeah,
1: oh, that's a shame. I try
0: to give the the spirits sparkly things that aren't my jewelry. Right, right. So, like, just have some other jewelry. Just stop. Right. Yeah. Stop with that. Yeah. Yep.
2: I I find. My general response to the other is bribery.
0: <laughs> bribery does tend to work.
2: <laughs> bribery and politeness and not making prolonged eye contact. Mm. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Not saying thank you, too, right? Like, is yes, that no. a rule? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I learned that from yep. you guys. <laughs> like, you got to thank them yeah. somehow without saying thank you. Saying. Got it. <laughs> thank you.
0: I am grateful, is is my way around it. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful to you. Yeah. Huh. This
2: sparks joy has
0: been used. <laughs> yes, this sparks joy. <laughs> um,
2: but then I, I am the the witch who uses you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here is a legitimate banishment incantation.
1: Yes, I love that. Yeah. It works. It does.
2: It does work.
1: Well there's um like a time where I was like <clears throat> you know asking for some sort of sign right where I was well let's let's think where this thought was going I have like so many thoughts. um I had been doing practicing my tarot and you know usually I'll have some sort of topic or a you know a goal that I'm trying to obtain with whatever cards I'm pulling you know like a certain topic of the mind and yeah at that point in my life like I had I had been in a toxic relationship for way too long. Like years past of when I should have like left. And I can't tell you how many times where I'd be sitting there and like wanting actual information about say like my career or something. And like no matter if it was tarot or something else, like the reading would always, always, always basically being like, you're in a toxic relationship, you need to leave. Like but it would always be like right in my face. And I'd yes. be like, huh, I know, but- yes. You know, my psyche doesn't want to deal I'm with that today, So you know, <laughs> like I'm just gonna ignore it as one does, and yeah. you know, um, and you know, those certain signs just kept like popping up like that. And one of the times was this past July, where I mean, there there was all kinds of minuscule things, right, that created some buildup. But in this past July, I found. In all different locations, seven different dragonflies that were dead and perfectly, beautifully intact. Which, like I've mentioned before, That's I like finding yeah. things and saving them and making the dead things look pretty. And I just, and it was, it was so weird too. Like you know, one of the days, uh, I think it was just like I, I figured it was the heat because it was July and it was on. The dashboard of my car, you know, just one sitting right there perfectly. And another day was I was at a baby shower at a friend's house and I parked like not in her driveway on the like a different part of the main road, which I wouldn't. And like as I got out of my car, there was one right there on the ground. Um oh, another wow. another one was you know in my shed and I deemed that you know the heat and it probably got stuck in there with the door shut. And one of the weirder ones was this – I'm a I'm a creature of picking up free things on the side of the road. <laughs> so Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I had gotten this, like, little, like, thing of, like – it, like, goes in a bathroom. It's got wheels on the bottom. It's like a little cart with three drawers. And I had yeah. Yeah. picked it up one day and put it in the mudroom. I'll deal with that some other time. And, like, a week went by. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll finally – do something about that and open up the drawer and there was another dragonfly just like
0: wow hanging
1: out and yeah i forget where the other ones were but like i made a significant point to document it of course and i have all the pictures and i have actually all the physical the dead dragonflies
0: dragonflies that, you know
1: they're all different you know Ooh. different shapes and sizes and I finally am like, all right, I got to turn to my books. You know, what does it say about, like, dragonflies and my animal stuff? And it was just, like, the theme word under dragonflies was illusions. Like, basically, the whole script was, like, talking about living living in an illusion and, like, needing to change something that you're in denial about. And it was just, like, everything kept on coming back to the same place as far as, like, my current situation and where I was at. I'm just like, okay, I think after the seventh perfect dead dragonfly, I, I'll I'll listen. You know. They're like, like
2: your illusions are literally getting- dead and in your path. You have no reason <laughs> yes. anymore, honey. Like, God. Like,
1: I really wow yes. didn't make that connection either so- with them being dead and that this freaking relationship is dead. <laughs> like I need to just <laughs> oh that's we're done
0: it's over yeah and please please others, stop killing the dragonflies <laughs> I right you no know, I, I would post time. these
1: pictures and people would be like oh wow that's just like you know they'd be really upset about it which i get because like if i like if i step on a spider i'll cry you know i
2: yeah i'll, I'll yeah. save
1: any insect i can but at the same time i get that weird uh collectors thing, right? Where I think it's like, right. beautiful. Yeah. they're already dead. Right? Yeah. 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 Fine. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So. Yeah, weird stuff. Weird stuff.
0: Yeah. Tarot cards telling you the same thing over and over I've had. Um, and it, it was, you know, really stupid. Because We all knew what what it was telling us, but it didn't matter who did the reading and what deck they used in the house that I was living in the last place I lived with Morgana's father. In that house, it didn't matter what we were trying to read for. It was basically telling me, girl, some shit gonna happen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Shit gonna explode. (laughs) It's gonna be big explosions. You're not listening to me. Why? Right. okay fine big explosions again and again and again it didn't matter I, I was and you know I was trying to be in denial and it just didn't work so right I know. now if I get the same thing two or three times I go okay,
1: okay. right I know right. I always have to learn my lessons the hard way I like let me tell you it's just <laughs> this seems to be a, yeah. a reoccurring theme in my life but um <laughs> Yeah. Even sometimes, like, my energy would always be so, like, built into my deck that if friends came over and, you know, let me lo- – can I use your deck? Can I pull some cards? I'm like, sure. I always tell everyone to, like, hold on to it for a minute. Like, get your energy into it and blah, blah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, man, there have been – times where they pull cards and they're like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I read, up, like, oh, sorry, that's, that's for me. <laughs> like, That's for me. Wrong, wrong number. Wrong yeah. number. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, that's, that's a common <laughs> thing. It, um, I actually, I pulled some today earlier, but it was totally for my boyfriend. And I mean, it was his deck, but we both, we both use it. And it was directly relating to a conversation we had like 20 minutes prior. I was just like, Holy shit, this is this is for you, so <laughs> write it to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Tarot
2: cards can be such a useful tool, mm-hmm. like, honestly. Whether, you know, you roll with it as being magical or somehow connected to the paranormal, or you just roll with it as, like, useful symbolism to interpret your subconscious. Either way, they're super helpful, and they do get repetitive if there's something you need to be addressing in your life like tarot cards will not shut up about it until like you deal with the thing
0: yeah Yeah. that is absolutely true agreed (laughs) um yeah and and if there's a person i mean i used to do readings professionally and i always insisted i was like okay so I will read for you regularly, but I am not reading for you more than once a month. I'd rather it be once every six weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: um, Because nothing is going to change that fast in your life, unless you're in a crisis, in which case maybe, you know, maybe. But um, I'm not going to take your money for, you know, me to tell you the same thing. Right, It's just not... I'm not gonna do that. Um and it was kinda cool. I had I had lots of international students coming to me because we live in a university town and you know, kids from Africa and Asia are used to going to the fortune teller. Yeah, you go to so, diviners for important shit. So <laughs> they did that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they they were they were not but you know, let somebody who had never had anybody do divining for them come and they they would be amazed you know oh my god that that's so amazing i'm like okay there's a few things i want to tell you straight <laughs> up okay i'm reading you more than i'm reading the cards yeah. i mean i i am reading the cards but most of it is coming from you
1: right
0: and any any card reader who doesn't tell you that don't trust them and if anybody tells you that you have this horrible curse on you <laughs> But if you give them some money, they can take it off of you. Do not oh. ever, ever, ever give them money.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Run away.
1: It's really a shame when people do that. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, it seems to I know, be, you know, but, more of a reoccurring thing these days. And it's just, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very, like, strict with who I'm read by and, um, I've I've had a lot of, a lot of successful uh, readings and it's pretty cool to like, you know, even if it's spread out through like some years or so, but say it's like dealing with my mom or something and it could be someone completely different. Mm -hmm. They don't know each other or whatever, but it will be like certain things brought up or the way their energy gets presented. You know, it's very uh, Mm -hmm. um, clear and loud, you know, they just kind of you know, every medium is different, right? But, like, some of them would, yeah, they just kind of, like, be like, whoa, like, your mom, like, one of the times I was trying to reach her, and she wasn't coming through, but other people were. And she had eventually asked me, like, is there someone specific you're trying to reach? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's my mom or whatever. And she's like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not exactly getting anything. Sometimes they're busy and explained how there can be you kind of have to have room to get, like, your hopes let down a little. Like, it's not successful every time. Um, But in the middle of her sentence, she just kind of, like, halted and was just like, oh, my gosh, okay, I think your mom's, like, she's here and she's loud and she's making it known. Like, it was very, like, she's, like, she's boisterous and, like, totally had her personality down and, like, (laughs) asked me if she had, like, really crude, dark, dirty humor and – this like i'm like yep yeah <laughs> you know um she, yeah and she i guess she wouldn't shut up you know she's like okay she wasn't here but now she's like rap, she's totally fire. here now. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: so she yeah, was yeah. like i had to be
2: slightly ironic i had to show up once the person you know said oh she's not gonna come no <laughs> yeah right <laughs> sorry late i was busy talking to somebody else sorry (laughs) yeah yeah i hope mom haunts me i hope you haunt me. yeah i probably will yeah um like i'll do the proper things to make sure you're not like stuck as a ghost like because you've asked me to do (laughs) that when you you pass but like if you ever want to drop by you know you can (laughs) Uh, i will endeavor to persevere and uh not
0: just follow behind you, going. Damn it! I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking to you.
1: I love it. Crows,
0: go talk to her. Would you please? Uh, thank you. At least you guys listen.
1: I love it. I love your your, your bond, the bond between you two. It's so present in oh, between no, in these episodes. You. It's it's really great, and I love how so sure. you, you, you guys are cooks right that's like one of your majors yeah so my mom was a chef so i feel like that's hilarity. you know every time you talk about the food industry i just i always think of my mom yeah uh, so she was a chef but i so i'm 31 and i think i just like started actually (laughs) dabbling and trying food like real food because i'm someone that was still eating her pizza and her goldfish and Chicken nuggets, <laughs> like like I'm talking like awful poor diet, sugar, raisin soda. Like I would I don't know. I guess it was like your stereotypical second kid. Uh sure, you can have it. Because like <laughs> you let me have everything as a kid. And I just, you know, my mom's cooking, everyone was always so like it was the constant thing. Like they loved her cooking and I just would always throw a fit as a kid you know and be like i'm gonna die if i try that so no and (laughs) now that she passed away you know it's i'm kicking myself in the ass because you know i'm just like god damn it but uh my my boyfriend he's he's a wonderful cook and he's actually he's such a good cook and he's pretty anal about like who cooks for him and not just like the way it's yeah. cooked. He, oh, yeah. he has like certain health and diet requirements as far as gluten and that dairy. And, makes total um, sense. But I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. I think I'm on a kick of like my leaving my old ways, my toxic relationship. And I've just been on like this, like kick, like, yeah, I'll try it. So it's crazy to say that I tried salmon and I liked it, you know, There's all these foods that I like yes. now. That's excellent. I have always said
2: I will try anything twice. The first time to see if I like it, and the second time to make sure I really don't like it (laughs) if I happen to not like it. Because some things are an acquired taste. So I always try everything
1: twice. That's fair, though. I don't know if I would try everything twice. Like I tried um, an oyster the other day. That was. Yeah, how'd you like it? Well, I. Definitely stayed away from like the huge, gigantic ones. And I went to go, no, that's fair. Take the, the little fork <laughs> yeah. that they serve them with. I like went to go eat it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Joe's like, no, no, you gotta like pick you it up and slurp it. Like, yeah. I have to do what? I don't, I'm not doing that. You know, and he's like, <laughs> uh, okay, that's how you do it. And then I'm like, do you chew it or do you not chew it? <laughs> like, so, You kind of so just joking. gulp it. Wait, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I like of, like ocean
1: water. That's really what I taste. It's yeah. just salt. That's you know? yeah. That's basically what yeah. they taste
2: like. Is 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 salt with an unfortunate texture of booger. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. why you just don't <laughs> You just which is why I don't like them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, I now I'm allergic to them now, so I have an excuse uh, to have nothing to do with them. <laughs> but yeah, my my. My father-in-law, Zach's dad, had me try a fried oyster because I'd only had them raw before. And he said, well, this is a little different. (laughs) No, it's booger with crunchy stuff on the outside that's fried. That's it. That's all it is. It's a fried booger. And I was like, nope. I got it down because I'm polite. If somebody gives me something, I will eat it. And if it's somebody that I don't know, I will be polite and not make the face that comes with something that really gets me. But with Carl, I, I got it down. Mm-hmm. It took a little work because my throat was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, and once you're in that mm-hmm, state, it's no, like, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> it can go over it can go so badly. It backfires. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> and so I did get it down and, and then I just kind of <laughs> took a huge drink of water. And he was like, you didn't like it. Did you? I went, no Uh, please don't give me another one (laughs) he's like oh no 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 no
2: no i wouldn't waste them. i like them. he's like so you don't you don't need to um, thank you thank you i always i think of two things when i think of oysters um three things i think of turkey stuffing um which i've always wanted to try the oyster stuffing for turkeys that like happens on new england in new england coastal regions apparently yep so i have heard
1: I mean, um, I'm from New England, but because of this whole new food life thing I'm into, I've never heard of that, but I'm not surprised okay. because, you know, my 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 history here with the food, but I believe um, you.
2: And I think of the cute, tiny little crabs that you find inside them when you clean lots and lots of oysters for restaurants. Oh, yeah. Hermit crabs? Because, like, b- maybe? They're, no, they're, like, little, teeny, just tiny little sand crabs. Itty-bitty oh.
0: crabs and they eat stuff that the oysters don't feed on it's too big for the oysters to get but it still
2: gets in their shells so they eat that um and every time i worked with a sous chef and every time we would find them if they weren't dead we would put them in salt water and try and keep them alive (laughs) like as hard as we could and fred and ginger made it a week
1: Friend one time,
2: yeah, they got names. Uh, the time we found four, they got named after the Beatles, and Ringo made it the longest.
1: Hell yeah, that's awesome.
2: (laughs) Um, and so that's the other thing I think of with oysters it's like how I can't think about halibut except without thinking of the time I fish slapped a cook with a partial side of halibut that had been satisfying. I had deboned it so it like wrapped. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> which which one got that? Maureen. Oh, um okay. it was, was all in say, good it fun.
0: It wasn't Charlie, was No,
2: it? no, this one was all in good fun. She got me with a noodle slap later. Ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um with a whole pappardelle noodle that had just she... been made. I had Everything that and that wrapped like once around my head and like stuck to my glasses and I was like, nice. "Marine," and she was like, "You fish slapped me." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. you got
0: you got as good as you gave. So oh, it's yeah. all it's all good.
2: Oh yeah, that's funny. Like the 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 shenanigans. Like you can in fact get into some mild shenanigans when you're stuck in a hot airless sweaty box with at least six other people that you did not know before you started working together but now know way too well yeah.
1: <laughs> yes that's no
2: everybody's secrets
1: that's how i feel well despite the secrets but when you're first describing that i'm thinking of like when i go to like hardcore shows you know being in a mosh pit and it's like mm-hmm. you know everyone else's sweat is on your sweat and like you gotta find that, like, yeah! that yeah. person in the crowd i always go for like the biggest toughest burliest guy i'm like you're gonna be my <laughs> my friend
2: here <laughs> you know? yes yeah and most yeah. of them are because most big burly tough like metal and hardcore dudes are like yeah ladies in the pit yes. we'll make sure if you fall
1: down you don't get trampled exactly <laughs> yeah. happy to see you that's always the best is when you, yep. you know someone's picking you up before you even realize that you fell you're no like, you're falling
2: right, yeah this is
1: teamwork that's what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yep. I would much rather be in a pit at a hardcore or a metal or a punk show than, mm-hmm. like, at a pop show or something. Like, be in the front of the crowd at, like, a really packed pop stadium. I'm like, I don't know if they know. No, those like, people will crush you. Right? I feel like they would. Those girls
0: will run over you. They will claw you. They will pull your hair out <laughs> if they think that you're going to get somebody's scarf that got tossed at you. Mm. Like
2: No. no.
1: Oh, yeah. I just no, don't I've... know
2: if they know proper falling down people etiquette.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, every time I go into those, I'm like, got to take out my earrings, got to put on the secret, got to get myself ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. T- I take this seriously, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But True. Oh, Truth. man. Um, so what about tangents? <laughs> I think this was my bad. Oh, man. Um, no, I went off because I thought about oysters. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was welcome. That was a did. great story. I mean, the fish slap. But that's that's good stuff. <laughs> Definitely is worth. It's it. gold right there. <laughs> oh, I still remember that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, well, maybe I should circle around here and see what else I wanted to. Yeah. Bring up. Oh, so, um, premonitions. There, there have been a, quite a like several of those, um one of them would be so this this the relationship that i just got out of i was in for 8 years and 7 years prior to that i dated this guy so he was like my high school sweetheart we broke up because we were like little asshole kids needed to date other people and then yeah he he ended up having a daughter with somebody and i did not think in a million years we'd end up back together but we we did and The time that we weren't together, um, and he was was dating this girl there pretty serious. I just remember having a dream, and it was something about, because I didn't remember all of it, but I had met up with my friends later that day, and just, like, through that conversation, I'm like, yeah, I had a dream, and Derek and Jenna, they're either going to get engaged, like, there's going to be marriage coming into play, or there's a baby. Like, I don't know which, but one of those two big pieces of information. And, you know, whatever. It was just... It was noteworthy because, like, usually when these things happen, I feel the need to tell people, right, if I don't write it down. Right, right. So then I could be like, right. I told you so, <laughs> you know. Um, so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the inner need, you know, to prove. Um, so that that next week, uh, his girlfriend, who I was friends with online, posted a um, – what is it called? The baby picture um, in the belly. What is it? Sonogram. Sonogram. Thank you. Yep. So I'm like, oh – All right. That's, that's what that was, you know? Um, and, um, it's, it's usually, there's like an ongoing theme with babies, right? So I'm like looking here at this like little list I have, um, another good friend of mine, she had just gotten out of like a pretty serious relationship and was not looking for anybody at the time, but we had run into a group of friends and this new guy was there and they, he was just infatuated with her and, um, you know, she wanted nothing to do with him. And I remember us, like, going to the store the next day, shopping at, like, Kohl's. And she was texting him. And I'm like, oh, are you, are you thinking about seeing, like, whatever. And making small talk. I'm like, I don't know. I just have a feeling that you guys are going to, like, get together. And that I'm going to even go, like, pretty serious here and say that, like, you guys are going to have a kid together. Like, I just I had a feeling that he was the one and that they would have kids, and they do, they had, they ended up being together, and they had a kid, Um, which is just weird, and then um, another friend of mine, I had a dream that she had already had one kid, and in my dream, she was, like, had two plates in front of her, right, and she's just, like, stuffing her face with food, and um, in that dream, I think someone said, like, what Like something about her eating so much and her saying that I'm eating for two now, mm-hmm. um, meaning like that she was pregnant. And that was that was basically the gist of the dream. So when I woke up, it was like four in the morning and I knew that she probably wouldn't even look at her phone until like sometime later in the morning. But I texted her. And I'm like, I had this crazy dream. Like text me when you wake up, blah, blah, blah. And she texted me at like eight o'clock and then was like, what was your dream? And I said that you were eating for two, you know that you're pregnant, and she literally sent me a picture of her pregnancy test, saying that she was pregnant. Yeah, and it was just, oh my goodness, um, that was that was pretty wild. And uh, I think my most weirdest one was um, I was dating this guy, and we were at a wedding together, and at this wedding was a bunch of his like high school group right that he always used to hang out with all the time it had been like 10 years so everyone's you know being nostalgic getting together dancing I'm off on the side sitting down at the table having a conversation and one of the girls that he went to high school with um, she had mentioned about how her date who happened to be her fiance was supposed to be coming later on in the wedding and that like people are asking about him something of that sort and he was supposed to come, but I don't, he never showed up. I don't believe, but I do remember her being pretty bummed out of that degree. And my boyfriend being like, you know what, if you're sitting talking, I'm going to like pull her on the dance floor. She's having a crappy time. Like, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like, please do. And I look over at them dancing on the floor and they're just like smiling, having fun. And I'm sitting there smiling at them. And I was his girlfriend, but I strictly remember thinking they're supposed to be together. Like, (sighs) but she has a fiance, I guess, and that's my boyfriend. So, like, I don't (laughs) like it was. It was really (laughs) weird. But I was seeing this, like, almost like a like an aura around the both of them, and I'm just like, Mm
2: -hmm. they're supposed
1: to be together. Seeing this like happiness and this like chemistry between them, and thinking that like. They're gonna be together. They need to be together and they're gonna have kids. And I don't know how that's gonna happen because of her situation and yeah. my dating. This like what? This is so bizarre to look at your boyfriend and like see him with another girl and thinking, like, oh, I love that. Like, what? It was just it was so <laughs> weird. Um it really weird. And then, like, I don't know, probably a couple weeks after that, me and this this guy that I was dating were kind of having like these on and off again breaks where it was happening too many times. Right. And it was just, I called it like as soon as the, that type of conversation was coming up, I just, something in the wind changed and I'm just like, Nope, this is, this is the time. Like he's meant to do other things. I'm meant to do other things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know the details, but that girl that he was dancing with and her fiance, something sudden to the point where the wedding was called off they broke up. She started coming back around in town to, like, hang out with people because, like, she just, her whole world went upside down as far as, like, life-changing things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I just remember her being around. And then me and him broke up, and they are married and have two kids. <laughs> you called it. You I mean, it I just I saw it. It's so weird. And, of course, my weird ass wants to, like, you know, because I, I still run into them from time to time. And I would just, my inner weirdness wanted to like, hey, so. <laughs> remember when we were dancing? You know, like, <laughs> how weird is this? Uh, yeah. That was. That's amazing. That was pretty bizarre. You know, and I remember telling some of my friends, and I was like, yeah. Was smiling at them, being like, they are going to be, like, they need to be together. It's just, it's wild.
2: I also love how, like, sweet you are about it. Like, uh, yeah. I am not that good of a person. I would get that vision and be like, all right, I got to poison of somebody. Yeah, like- because this shall not be coming true. Because yeah, yeah, like- I like this one. You need to stop dancing with my boyfriend right now. Excuse me, I know you're having a bad day. It's not my problem right now. We don't
1: want to make it worse. I- <laughs> I- would you like this apple? <laughs> Right. Ignore yeah.
2: that it's glowing green.
1: I mean, I was honestly surprised. I am like more of a, like a, you could say, a sweet person in general <laughs> you, when it comes to very
2: like nice. A lot
1: of things, but it was it was weird. Like I remember having that thought. Like I'm like, this isn't right. Like this isn't. This is really yeah. weird. Like, I like cool weird. Right. This is like, I don't know what to do with That's, this. You know. I don't Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and yeah. you know, right after that was you know, uh me getting back together with my high school sweetheart. And that was the relationship I had just gotten out of now, or not yeah. now, but recently within this this year. So yeah. I mean it just things happen for a reason. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. They do. Yeah. Or hopefully they do. It might right. just be they, random, chaotic horribleness yeah. for no or, reason. I don't know. Where? I try not to think about it except at 3 AM. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, we're or we're under the influence of grad students who don't get paid for this shit, and so they just write stuff. And sometimes I wonder if there's a creative writer somewhere is like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do this for a little while, and I'm gonna, I want these two people to do this. And it's like, really? Did you? Was that necessary? I know. Um, really?
1: It's so funny. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe we're
2: in a novel instead of a simulation. It could
1: be. Yeah, those thoughts I would keep me up. And not even keep me up. It's just like oh, yeah. I like to think about that during the day. I mean, it doesn't it's it's what I'm thinking like almost yeah. all the time. And um my boyfriend, he's he's someone that is just like me and like I'm not used to that. I was always uh like was being almost like told like Certain things I was doing were like silly or stupid, or like, why are you, you know, or like just be begging anyone to really like listen to me, right? Um, And want to talk about these things. And then it was to the point where like I knew they wouldn't want to, but if like they're my friend, I'm probably just going to still ramble on about it anyways. And (laughs) for my own peace of mind, they love you and they're your
2: friend. So they can listen. Yeah. Because that's what friends do. And
1: some of them like would listen, they like appreciate it, but they, they can't wrap their head around it. They're like, but I love that for you. That's great, you know. But I, <laughs> my brain will break if I yeah. think about that. I can't live reality. So, yeah. um, yeah. But, anyways, Joe, he's, he's totally like, it's so weird, um, how much like <laughs> we are into this stuff. And I mean, listening to you guys, I feel like there's a community out there of people that I would like-minded people that can talk about these. Yeah. Theories, concepts, subjects, whatever it may be. But man, it's nice to like finally meet and have like be around somebody that is just like right, <laughs> right on par with you. Uh, it's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: It, yeah that's it's why we started the podcast, I guess, in a lot of ways, is we were lonely too. Cause like it's what like our family, we call ourselves, one of my uncles started calling us the Athens family, like the Adams family. <laughs> Um, But, like, aside from that, like, most people I know are fairly not into the paranormal or weird stuff or witchiness or, like, anything. They're all still awesome, wonderful people. And we have other stuff totally in common. Right. But, like, we wanted to make a space where people could, like, talk to each other about this stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah yeah and
0: tell the stories and and uh get validation, yeah you know validation is a is a really big thing um i it, I've told the story before, but there was a man on Reddit who for the first time in his life saw something that was not what we you know what the the bigger society considers real right that is real. You know, but he saw a little man. Mm -hmm. He saw a little man standing on a a pile of dirt and the man was mad at him. And he was an excavator. So that's why the man was mad at him. He's he probably messed up his house. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) and so he went on Reddit to ask people about it. And people people were not helping him they were they were saying oh it's a gnome it's a this it's a that it's a whatnot. not it's the other thing it's the and then oh you should do this and that and then they'd switch it around the next person would go no 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 you should do this and one person would argue with the other no it's definitely a gnome <laughs> like an earth elemental gnome and and another person said that's just theosophy. I don't even, and, and I'm sitting there and he's just kind of being like, I, you know, I, 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 maybe I just should never talk about it. And and that's when I messaged him and I said, okay, here, dude, let me explain a little bit. I'm like, you are not alone. People see these things. And you probably will never see anything again because the reason you saw this guy is probably because you messed up his home. Right. And he's mad at you, and so I told him, you know, go get tobacco, and 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 butter, and you cover all your
2: bases. <laughs> yeah,
0: just in case. Don't know which one is it. One of the native people's little people, or is it a came with the Irish? Or yeah, I don't know. Right. You know. So I said, you know, it. Basically, you have to apologize. That's the main thing. You have to apologize you have to explain that you were told by your employer to dig here you didn't come up with the idea of digging here on your own and you really didn't know that there was a home there right so that you know these are these are gifts to say i'm sorry because i'm very sorry and i hope that you can find a better home or fix your home or, you know, whatever. And I said, and, and that's it, you know, don't look for them after that, but, you know, just go to the where that was and, and leave that stuff right at evening time. I said, if anybody sees you doing it, don't say shit, <laughs> yeah. don't say anything mm-hmm. and just, just leave the stuff and go. And he said, do you see things like this? And I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen stuff since I was a little kid, and it runs in my family, um, and that's just how we are. Things happen to us, or things happen around us, or we see things, whatever. He said, does that mean I'm going to see more? I said, no, I think this was a one-off. I said, if you don't want to see more, I think if you just basically talk to yourself and say, I don't want to see this again, I don't want to see this again, mm. you'll... You'll turn it down. You'll 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 turn your vision probably. down a little bit.
2: Right. Most, yeah, I think most yeah, people, like everybody has a story, but most people have a story.
0: Yeah, that's the way it usually works. But which then, is what I told him. Then <laughs> there's
2: repeat experiencers who have seen it since they were little and will probably see it till they die and. We mm. just all kind of bumble along quietly in the dark and figure out our own way of dealing with it that's very individualized yep. <laughs> for each right. one of us. And we're like, it's Truthfully, fine. it
0: is. Yeah. It really is.
1: It's almost like the that poor guy with the people on Reddit, it's just kind of like, ugh, I mean, instead of like arguing and wasting all this time and energy you right, with just strangers. Been like- it's all about kind of like you said, uh apology, right? And doing something yeah. to communicate properly that there's a genuine and honest not knowing, um, rather yeah. than like let's let's figure out what it is because yeah um, hello like the the whole thing is like a, either we're not supposed to know or it it matters it, it like it could appear to one person as this and then another. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it's really yeah. like, and also, uh,
2: like the poor guy just needed somebody to be like, yeah, other people see stuff too. Right. Right.
0: You're not crazy. You're not, you know, you're not catching schizophrenia, baby. You know, you're in your thirties. It generally is already started by then. It's right. not, you know, have you hit your head? No. Okay. Then we're doing good. That's not what's going on. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I felt so bad for him. I really did. And I was, you know, I had had a friend in Great Britain who was like, you have great stories. You should start a podcast. And she'd been saying that over and over and over. And then I thought about this guy. I'm like, you know, it would be nice if people knew they could go talk to somebody. And and it, if nothing else, release their story out into the wild.
1: Mm.
0: and And get it off of their chest, you know. And so that was that. He was kind of my impetus to to do this, and and I talked more yeah, guys into it. I got talked into it.
1: <laughs> well, I think it, it works out great. I mean, clearly, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, like I said, the similarities I share with my boyfriend Joe. I mean, when we first like started talking, like we have the weirdest story. That's a whole like novel within itself. But, um. Like, we were just so passionate about the same thing. And clearly both, like, didn't have these opportunities to talk th- this, about mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, really. Like, and I, I could tell right away engaged Gage is like, what's gonna be weird, what's not gonna be weird. And he's like, wow, well, you're right. not running away from me, or you're right. not like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm like, tell me more, I have questions. Like, I'm totally interested. <laughs> yes. I'm running towards you, Can if I anything, you know? No?
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you run away from me, dude, I'll chase you down.
2: That's (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, awesome for Uh, you guys. Yeah,
0: it's it's great to have somebody you can you can talk with that's you know on your side. I mean, Zach knows I'm not lying, and he knows I see things. He believes me. He's seen a few things with me. Right. I seem to have that ability to have people near me, and they'll see the same thing. Mm. I don't know um but uh he he generally doesn't see stuff so you know he's 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 much more agnostic yeah you know but every now and then you know he'll he'll i'll come across a story and i'll tell him and he'll be like oh that one mm." like you know the propensity of ufos to like mess with nuclear weapons and energy uh plants and stuff it's like yeah I, I just told him one about uh, a UFO having to do with breaking a, a water line that brought water into a nuclear power plant, which is very bad. That mm. is very, very bad. Yeah. Because you need the water to, to cool the, the rods that are the fuel. And, <laughs> you know, so I was reading that. And I just kind of exclaimed out, Oh God, <laughs> you know, and he's like, what, what? And he, he thought, I don't know. He, he thought something blew up, and I said, "No, this happened in 1987." And blah, blah blah blah. I told him. He's like, "Ooh, that's that's off." Ooh, he's like, "I don't know that I like the thought. Of- I'm not going to think about that." Yeah, <laughs> that's his answer. I'm not going to think about it. So I'm, I'm just not. Nope.
1: Yeah, de- <laughs> I don't know. Depending about that. on the state of my psyche, like even though I'm super interested, in it, and I'll probably end up thinking about it anyways. But like, if I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with my levels. I don't know if I can handle that necessarily like those thoughts right now. Right. Cause I know, cause I, I have, I have feelings, right. And knowings or yeah, thinking I know, you know, right. Uh, yeah. I'm right there with you. So yeah. I, uh, I wanted to yeah. ask you, so Zach, he's a musician, right? Yeah. So do, because like, I know you said he doesn't see much, but there's something about playing music, right. And like, things Mm -hmm. kind of maybe coming about more. I was just curious of that, if you seem to notice anything more uh, in general when it comes to like, if he's just kind of playing music around the house or whatever.
0: Um, There's been several times that uh, he's quote unquote called things with music. Um, And in my experience, most of the other that lives outside likes music, whatever you want to call them. I, I'm not. I'm trying not to put labels right. on them, but the weird lights in the in the woods really like music. Mm. And um, he used to play flute and guitar, sitting on the porch or out on the deck, and it would make them way more active. And in fact, the one time he saw a really dramatic display of them was when he had played flute. Out in the snow and all the trees lit up blue Mm -hmm. it was it was gorgeous um and he he still remembers that one he's like i will never forget that he said because it really looked like somebody had strung blue brilliant blue led christmas lights all through the trees he said except there were no led christmas lights at the time right it was before they were invented and used it's a very specifically that specific shade of blue, and so, yeah, he's had that happen, and then um, he was he was um, he had taken mushrooms. He takes them in low doses to help with depression, which it really does work. Mm. And um, it was the first time he had he had done this in years and years. And I'm up in my studio. And he's playing flute downstairs. The kid's in camp. And I start working on a painting. You know, I'm listening to him. But I, I'm, you know, I put this texture down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to paint a southwestern scene. I'm going to do an adobe, you know, an adobe settlement. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. So I start painting, you know, with these brilliant colors over a black textured background. And there, there's like, I get like a little corner with like some of the square adobe shapes and like some arches. And then I don't know. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking at all. And I painted this swoop of green that was, I thought going to be some kind of mountains in the background. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was not. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I did another swoop and I was like, I don't know. And then another one. And I looked at it and I was like, that's a coyote's snout wow. and there's his eye and there's his ear. So I just, I just, I stopped thinking about it and just started painting hmm. and he was playing the flute and I was painting away and I got coyote dancing. Right. So he was, he was basically abstract, but you could still tell who it was. And then I started painting another figure but it was all of this like extraneous stuff mm-hmm. and what i ended up doing was i painted like lots of colors over here in weird shapes and stripes and then i went back in and with black reverse painted and brought out cocapelli the oh, cool. flute player. um but he was backwards you know coyote was painted on normally mm-hmm. but co- you know, cocapelli had to be pulled out of the background and painted. And then I was like, I was tired after that. I just, I was done. Boom. Finished. And it's a big canvas too. And uh, he eventually wandered upstairs with his flute and he just stopped. And I said, look who came to visit you <laughs> right here. There they are. There they are. They came to visit you. And he was like, oh my God. He's like, you can't sell that one. I'm like, hmm. Oh, I would never sell that. Are you crazy? So yeah, sometimes he calls things, and he may not see them. Right. But either I see them, or I can visualize them enough to put them on canvas.
2: Well, That's cool. and there was also the time when he was away for a while, when his guitars would play themselves in the basement. Oh, yes. Okay. What? Yes. <laughs> Well, at least that's what i assume because his guitar you he it would be him playing we would hear
0: we thought that his computer was playing some of his recordings
1: uh-huh.
0: his computer was off the the amplifiers were off everything was but off but you would hear amplified guitar music coming from the basement, from the basement when he wasn't there where his there. recording studio was yeah wow so I do not know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is an, I do not know
1: that. Yeah. Back to like, so it's so cool. So he was playing his flute. Right. And he's having a moment with it himself. Like I know with, with Joe, sometimes he'll come up with something and he's writing down the lyrics. And then like, right afterwards, he's like, you know, that wasn't me. Like he always explains how something greater. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's just like that in itself is almost like, you know, a spiritual practice or channeling mm-hmm, of some kind. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. with, with you painting, it was like this like team duo thing going on where you're then, of course it's coyote, right? Like trickster yeah, guy. Of, of and,
0: course it would be him. Um, yeah.
1: That, that is really cool. And I think the best art happens when like, you know, you're pulled out, right. And it's your subconscious coming mm-hmm. into play and you're just, you're just the vessel, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's really
0: awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I do a lot of stuff with abstract watercolors without thought, and start the painting with that, and just literally just throw paint on the paper. Mm. Um, and then I'll realize there's shapes in there, and and it's usually people or spirits. So then I start pulling them out of the background with other media, usually ink or other watercolor layered over or colored pencil, or I'll photograph it and take it over into the iPad and use procreate to do that because that way I don't destroy the first painting (laughs) Yeah. so I can keep it and, you know, make sure not to screw it up. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's something. A lot of, a lot of art comes that way, just sort of out of wherever, <laughs> right? Like Dude. out of thin air, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, and you have this great creation that you're just like, yeah, I don't know how that happened, but there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's you know, I wish I Morgana. could write
2: papers that way. <laughs> I know, I know. I actually, well, you can. Like with the, the right heavy metal and the right balance of caffeine, I can put my brain in some weird state. And like, I, if I know what I'm talking about and I'm like, and I'll just write and I will go for like pages and then I'll like come out of it two hours later and be like, oh, there my papers written. And like, I just have to edit. Right.
0: it's like oh my god that's a run-on sentence for three paragraphs let's let's fix that yeah yeah the 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 ideas are great but they're gonna get mad about the grammar (laughs) (laughs) because
1: i can relate to the writing i am definitely uh my whole life i have like struggled verbally speaking um to the point where like me and my dad joke about it where he's like Haley, you know what when you when you get into a topic or something you're passionate about and you like post publicly about it on Facebook or you're sending me an email, he's like, I just, I not only understand you well, but like you, you can write so beautifully and it's so perfectly put. But like sometimes when you're talking to me in person, like I don't know, I don't really know what you're doing <laughs> or what you're saying. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Half the time it's because like, you know insecurities and then i hear myself i I, it's like a cycle of getting in my head right and then i'm just like yeah 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 being dyslexic yeah we all three have dyslexia oh yeah so you get it you get it (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i I see all kinds of things in print that are not actually there and i have to read it a third time (laughs) oh yeah I, it makes more sense.
2: My my poor, poor history professor, I was using climatic climactic wrong. I was mm-hmm. trying to talk about climate and I was talking, I ended up talking about climax. Like <laughs> the climactic moments of okay. this instead of the climatic. And he was just like, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> you were very so, wrong.
1: That's, I mean, that seems understandable to me. The things that I come up with, I wish I could come up with a good, good excuse and I'm surprised it hasn't happened already but I just make things up. I mean I, I call it like a Haleyism because it's just like no that's yeah. not a word or I totally will use the wrong thing. <laughs> you know that's always oh, been a, a common theme in my life. Or I will completely misread words
2: to be She's oh, yeah. hilariously wrong. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that is really the worst. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. I have a friend named Erica. So you were talking about coming up with something out of your head and it's just not right. She does that with aphorisms. Like, you know, the sayings like, um, don't put your cart before your horse.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't put your eggs all in a basket. Um, Don't—that's uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. So she would be in the middle of talking. She talks very fast, and and then these things would just come out of her mouth, and I just lose it. <laughs> and start laughing and then she'd stop and go i did it again didn't i mm. and it's yeah you did you did her my favorite one was that's the cow that broke the camel's back
1: yes yes i can relate i love
0: <laughs> i love that <laughs> because sometimes that bro- it's a i was like in cow <laughs> i was like why is there a cow on the camel's back yeah. And she's like, Well, a straw on the camel's back makes no sense. Yeah. Well, actually, first she says, Well, what was it supposed to be? I said, It's this the straw that broke a camel's back. Well, why did one straw break a camel's back? I said, It's not one straw. You got a whole big pile of straw on the camel's back strapped to the camel's back, and then you add one last straw, and that's it. His knees crumple, he falls to the ground. Yeah. And she's like, That's bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit i said but the the point of it is it's this small inconsequential thing normally that would
2: never hurt the camel's back
0: but something
2: about it yeah but it's like when you sometimes sometimes, the last straw is a fucking cow like it is a (laughs) lot yeah it is a lot like it's overkill (laughs) <laughs> the universe yes. didn't need to do a cow, but it decided to have a fucking a cow. cow on your back because you just <laughs> weren't going to take a straw either. So I thought we'd just make it even messier for the hell of it. Have fun with that kiddo.
1: Right. And you're oh like, oh, I... yeah. You're <laughs> so, yeah. Like, spirit being like, all right, well, since you don't listen to anything I have to say to you for warnings, well, here it is. It's <laughs> fun. Here's your cow. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, I used to. So the next um, time something crappy happens, y'all, it's your cow from the universe. There you go. You can thank us later.
1: <laughs> yeah. The so the saying <laughs> with the rock, the birds. So I I can't even think of it. But what I would say is the opposite. So I'd say like uh it's killing a bird with like two rocks or something stupid. <laughs> like I would just be like, right? Would, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> oh. Like two birds with one stone. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah killing a bird with two rocks. Um you missed the first time she so had But
2: you still use get the bird one. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, um, my um my parents would always like it, it has continued on into my adulthood, but like saying certain things, right? Like just being like innocently ignorant, <laughs> not knowing just mm-hmm. and they would find it so cute and they would laugh hysterically and I would just, you know, a little kid, I'm like, "Why are you laughing at me?" Like I get really frustrated and upset and like they'd like they always say yeah. it's going in the book Haley. it's going in the book like they'd have this invisible book of like Haley, like shit i would say um because it was it was so <laughs> yeah um like okay so i just have to give you a couple examples i thought horseback riding when i was a kid was sitting on a horse backwards like
2: Okay,
0: facing, I like that. Its tail, yeah. Okay. Right. So. That
1: makes sense. That tracks. Yes, that's I what I thought. Yeah. 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 You know, I am a very literal person, and that's apparently no. I see that. I like, like your back know.
2: writing. I get it. Like, okay. Mm. Yeah. There, I'm there were you. Native Americans
0: who did that. <laughs> they were the 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 tricksters, the two spirits mm. that were neither male nor female, but both and sometimes they would ride backwards on a horse as part of their expression of being different and being opposite
1: i like that and they
0: were considered they they were considered spirit people and there's a movie called smoke signals which if you've never seen it you should okay that has two girls mm-hmm. who are driving around on the reservation and their car can only go in reverse and so they drive in reverse everywhere,
2: hmm, which I love. and
0: which is amazing. And they help the the two heroes along on their journey, as you know, trickster or spiritual people will do. But it's it's a really oh, wow. great story. I you love should, that. You should watch that show that movie. Just- Everybody in the in the audience watch the movie that's your homework (laughs) Good movie. i I will because Um,
1: i'm super uh into anything having to do with like the spirit uh healing and the soul's journey that's like something that is in my everyday uh consumption basically uh with thoughts projects you name it but it's that sounds like it fits right in with that that's
0: awesome yeah you would yes it does and On the surface, you think it doesn't, but as you you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. But yeah. It reminds me Um, of myself. It does have a deep story. Because when
1: you said like doing everything backwards in reverse, I had, I had just gotten out of my Saturn return. And I don't know if you guys know too much about astrology, but Saturn return is like this epic moment where Saturn has, since you were born, like wherever Saturn was when you were born, it's now made a full return by the time you're 28 to 31 is the period of Saturn return. And it's. Oh, cool. Your like hardest lesson in life. Um, and how you deal with it. And usually epic changes happen. Um, it, it ironically is when you're like turning 30, right? So you could be like, oh, this shit's happening. So I'm turning 30. But it could also be your Saturn return. Anyways. Okay. Cool. The Saturn return will vary and be different. Individually, of course, on your birth chart, so wherever it falls, which mine's in the house of Aquarius, and I had just read something recently saying that if your Saturn return is in Aquarius, then that means that you're the weird one, and you're supposed to embrace the weirdness. Like, if people raise their eyebrows at you because you do everything differently, or you learn the hard way, or do it backwards... That's what you're supposed to be doing. Like you're supposed to like get people like, you're supposed like what is she talking about? One. Yeah. I'm like, yes. I'm like, right. Okay. I just have to embrace my weirdness. That's that's all I have to do. Okay. I got it. I
2: I let's, love that you yours Perfect. is in the house of Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius. That's like the extent of what I know about astrology. Is <laughs> <laughs> what my sign is. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't for years. I had somebody figure it out like I had somebody who was super into astrology ask me, like, what my sign was. And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, when were you born? And I told them. And they, like, figured it out. And they were like, you're an Aquarius? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess. What does that have to do with anything? Like, why are you surprised? And they were like, I
1: thought you would be, like, a Scorpio. You might have Scorpio qualities. if it- So, I don't know. I'll always try to preach, not, like, super preach. If someone's, like, not into it, whatever, but... Um, I thought I knew a lot about astrology, right, with my sun sign, but then when I realized how to obtain a birth chart, and um, what that's all about, right, and how those aspects come into play, it makes so much sense, because my sun sign is I'm a Leo, right, outgoing Mm -hmm. leader qualities. I have been almost like to the point where people thought I was mute because I'm so shy and quiet and reserved <laughs> and a pushover and all these things. I'm super emotional. Well, turns out that my moon sign, which is like your emotional mental well being, my moon is in cancer, which that's the ruler of cancer. And I couldn't be more yeah. I'm like, okay, well that that says it all in like certain aspects. It's really interesting, yeah. like how much you can learn more about yourself uh with these with these things and it's it's an ongoing education for me like just when I think that I've dived all the way down it's just no and now I'm like into human design and that's this whole other I can't even wrap my head really around that stuff but it's (laughs) it's it's really cool
2: yeah cool yeah um I hate to be the one to be like, we've been talking for two hours. Yeah. But we've been talking for two hours and I have to get up at
1: seven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. So thank you so much for like. <gasps> I. You can always come back, though. Okay. Tomorrow. Yep. All right. I really appreciate it.
0: You're always it. welcome.
1: Because, you know, I was thinking today. Had a to great today. time
0: talking with you. Oh,
1: likewise. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. This no. was great. You guys are so busy. So I really appreciate it. And it's been an awesome time rambling and sharing all my. Spooky stuff,
2: yeah. And do come back,
1: you there's always yeah. a place, yeah. I'll yep. have to uh, I'll yep. send my boyfriend your way too. He's got some pretty that would epic, be awesome. Oh, um, that would be
0: great! Like, that would be awesome, yeah.
1: Way cooler than like what I had to share, but it's fine. Uh, you're
0: I don't know, you're, cool. you're, you're, your premonitions are pretty cool.
1: <laughs> also,
0: that three hours with the road doing things that's yeah, yes.
2: that's wild. <laughs> And buried treasure.
1: Buried treasure. Oh, yeah. Buried treasure. Yes. And that Ruth Blay. Did you get that, the title and all that? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's going to end up in
2: the show notes and also in my Amazon cart.
1: Cool. (laughs) Me too. Awesome. Me too. Enjoy it and enjoy your night. I will talk to you guys soon. Of course. Thank Thank you you so
2: much for coming.
1: Well, that's all
0: for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you.